0: Genesis 50, 20 and 21 says, but as for you, ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day, to save much people alive. Now therefore fear ye not, I will nourish you and your little ones. And he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. Joseph was a savior with a small S of his brethren who had forsaken him and left him to die at the hands of strangers. But he pictures the Savior with a capital S as a type or shadow of Jesus who forgave his brethren who had forsaken him and left him to die at the hands of strangers. In both cases the one forsaken ended up being not only the Savior of his brethren but offered forgiveness and comfort to those very brethren who had forsaken them. In our text, the brethren of Joseph were concerned that upon the death of their father Jacob, now known as Israel by this point, uh, Joseph might decide that it's time for payback. I was told by a Middle Eastern man that they have an old proverb that says, Revenge is a dish best served cold. And after all these years, they feared that Joseph had that kind of a dish ready to serve up to them. But Joseph had no such desire. He didn't allow the ill treatment of his brethren to turn him bitter toward them. Instead, he saw the hand of God working, as we're told in Romans 8:28, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. And of course, Jesus has that eternal perspective as he dealt with his brethren. First we need to settle the fact that yes Jesus called his followers brother and brethren. I've noticed that people tend to forget this fact and simply fail to take note of it in some cases. You may recall in Matthew 12:50 and Mark 3:35 Jesus said, "For whosoever shall do the will of God, the same is my brother and my sister and my mother." Again in Luke 8:21 we read and he answered and said unto them, my mother and my brethren are these which hear the word of God and do it. And again in the prophecy of the judgment of nations in Matthew 25:40, it says, And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Believers who follow Jesus aren't just a number. We're not just members of some organization. We're not comrades or just neighbors. Jesus calls us his brethren. After his resurrection, we're told in Matthew 28.10, Then said Jesus unto them, Be not afraid. Go tell my brethren that they go into Galilee, and there shall they see me. Joseph is a picture of this love of Jesus for his brethren. He's second ruler over the most powerful nation on earth around 1700 B.C. with only Pharaoh above him but he doesn't require his brethren to grovel after him. He doesn't abuse his power, throw them into prison, or put them in labor camps. (laughs) Instead, we're told, and he comforted them and spake kindly unto them. And like Joseph, when we read the last chapters of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and even the first chapter of Acts, we see Jesus reminding his brethren of his love for them. Jesus comforted his brethren with his presence and reminded them of his promises right up to the moment he ascended to his father in heaven we should see ourselves in the brothers of joseph and we should see jesus foreshadowed in the love forgiveness and comfort shown by joseph toward his wayward brethren and we find our comfort in the words of jesus in passages like john 14 1-3 let not your heart be troubled You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. One day, we will be with Jesus, who will show even greater compassion, love, and reward for us, his brother having forgiven us our sins and welcomed us into His kingdom with open arms, all to His praise and glory. It's His blood that saves us.